Please stand clear of the doors. We should do, there's like all these different ride-throughs on YouTube of like, you know, different rides at Disney. Yeah, I've seen those. We should do one that we do a ride-through and we give the history throughout the ride. And we have like the little pop-ups like back in the 90s. Oh, yeah, like nostalgia. People would love that. Yeah, I mean, like all the histories kind of like pop up, you know, on, on different rides. Oh, I just checked my Instagram. Disney did that this morning. Welcome to episode 46 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Adam. Today we will be giving the his on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So before we get started, I just want to kind of say that we are doing a live episode and we have our Patreons listening in. And uh, I just want to say thank you guys for supporting us. It means a lot to us. Uh, you are helping helping us out more than you know. Than you know. Yes, thank, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, Steve thanks. and Tim, thank you very much for joining in. Yep, and uh, Tim's in there also. You say Tim, Steve, no, and, yeah, said, and Chris. Steve? Don't forget about Chris. What? Oh, did I forget him? I'm sorry. Yeah, man, Chris is in there. <laughs> oh, I'm, gosh. I'm, I must have overlooked him. Okay, so what, what is, do you guys think about it? He'll never know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think about this ride? Hey, you finally got it right this time. It is an actual ride. I should say attraction. <laughs> I should say yes. attraction. So what do you guys think about this attraction? No, it is a ride and it's good. It's a, a very good ride. Uh, I give it a seven. We're not going to rate it yet, but okay. What, you we, can give it a seven. What, okay, that's fine. <laughs> oh my God. Jump with a gun there. I know, man. Sorry. Are we going to go straight like to the this. end and talk about memories? <laughs> yeah, if you want. So when I was five... <laughs> I like this ride a lot. It's uh, it's definitely one of my favorites um, at Magic Kingdom for sure. Uh, I really enjoy the ride. I recently just went on it for the first time back in September, uh, and I, after I rode, I was kind of like, "What have I? What have I been missing out my whole life?" Uh, but I yeah. definitely enjoy the ride. It's a lot of fun, and I give it an eight. What'd you give it, an Alex? I didn't rate it yet because I didn't think we were there yet, but I oh, okay. give it a eight as well. And Adam, why do you give it a seven? Just curious. Like, um, it's, not, it's not fast enough for you? Yeah, it could be a little faster, I guess. That's why I give it an eight because it's not fast enough. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it at nighttime. Uh, I think it's better at night. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I recently also got to ride it at night, and we'll talk about that during the memories section. So let's get to the his on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad opened on September 2nd, 1979 in Disneyland, California. It's a roller coaster designed to be intense enough for adults, but enjoyable for most children. Big Thunder has some deep ties into Disney park history, even though it didn't debut till 24 years after the park originally opened. In 1980, Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom opened up an almost identical Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. In 1987, Tokyo Disneyland opened another almost identical Big Thunder Mountain. 
1992, Disneyland Park Paris opened their own identical Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah, so it clearly shows that there is a success to the ride. I don't have my soundboard, so I couldn't put Alex, you know, Alex saying that. But uh, yeah, no, it you know, for them to keep recreating that ride throughout the different yeah. parks. Yeah, and I think that it does kind of, you know, it's a fine line between that it's intense enough for adults, but enjoyable for children. I think it's pretty much it, it's. I think it's like it hits that perfect line where it's not too bad for kids, but it's enjoyable enough that adults want to go on it and if you if you talk to like adults they still mention that's one of their favorite rides at disney world is big thunder Mm -hmm. mountain and i think it's a mixture between both of nostalgia and Mm -hmm. it's a really good ride because it's it's one it's one of the longer roller coasters at magic kingdom at disney world it's one i mean that's a it's a pretty long ride it's like around three minutes i think it is Right, yeah, it is a longer one, and then um, they can, yeah, they should have the same technology as uh, Space Mountain, where they can slow it down a little bit, just because there's you know several carts on the track at the same time. To make the same ride 13 years later, that must mean that the ride's good. They didn't change it at all. They just made it almost exactly the same. Yep, and the theming is really good inside the ride when you're going through the queue. Uh, when you're on the roller coaster itself, it it doesn't go... It doesn't go fast enough. It goes slow enough that you're still able to kind of see some of the things uh, around the ride itself. Like you can see the the houses, you know, and possum hanging. Yeah, you can still see a lot of the stuff, but it makes it really cool because you can enjoy the views. Yeah. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad didn't open until 1979, but Big Thunder has been around since 1960. Frontierland was one of the original themed lands at Disneyland when it opened in 1955. Frontierland was designed as a more of a Wild west theme area. It had a lot of open land reminiscent to a desert, as well as fake boulders and rock formations to appear as mountain ranges. There was a smaller-than-life-size fake western town called Rainbow Ridge. In this open man-made terrain, there was a pack mule train where guests would ride mules to the western theme land. There were also stagecoach rides as well as covered wagon rides. In 1960, a train ride was added called Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland. It traveled at a low speed through the various western landscape dioramas, past a large mountainside with cascading waterfalls, one being called Big Thunder, and then eventually through a cave where there were colorful geysers. In the early 70s, Walt Disney wanted to put a ride in Walt Disney World that would compete directly with Disneyland's Pirate of the Caribbean ride. Disney brought in animator-imagineer Mark Davis, one of the nine old men, to design this western-themed boat ride. Mark Davis worked on Western River Exhibition for five years, designing the ride and area around it, which was going to be called Thunder Mesa Mountain. During these five years, Imagineer Tony Baxter worked along with Mark Davis and really liked an idea Mark and he had, which was a runaway railroad. In 1973, Disney decided Thunder Mesa Mountain was going to be too expensive and decided to put in a Pirate of the Caribbean ride in Magic Kingdom instead. Tony Baxter went to Disney and got it approved to just make the standalone runaway train coaster. In 1974, Big Thunder Mountain was postponed due to all the resources and personnel being used for the Space Mountain Coaster. This actually helped Big Thunder because once they started working on the ride again, they now had the use of computers and attraction design, which allowed the ride to be smoother than it would have been prior. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad opened on September 2, 1979, after two years of construction in Disneyland, and was the first Disney ride to utilize computer-aided design. 
It replaced Mine Train through Nature's Wonderland. The town and audio animatronics from the previous ride were placed inside Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So to think back then, you getting on the back of a donkey <laughs> was a ride, you know, entertainment. Yeah, I was so surprised when I saw that. I, I this this the whole theming of this area with the you know is probably one of my favorite areas at Magic Kingdom, I think. Yeah, the theming is really good, especially how it leads in from once you get past Pecos Bill. Then you get into where the Pirates of the Caribbean is. Yeah. And Mark Davis, I think he has done a couple other rides also. Uh, he's worked on character creation for rides, and he was one of the original nine men, which were the original people who made cartoons for Walt Disney. Yeah. And then, so to think that they had to cancel construction because they were too busy working on Space Mountain. Where look right now, well, not right now, but uh, two months ago, they're working on how many different things at the parks right now? Yeah, things are a little bit yeah. different right now. You have you had Ratatouille being done. You have stuff going on at Epcot. You have the hotel being built. There's like uh, you have Tron going on. Like so many things. Yeah, it makes me think of how things would have been in present day if Walt Disney was still around. Yeah, would this many things be getting done at the same time? Oh, I, I think so. You think sure. so? Oh, yeah, because, I mean, the pro- probably one of the biggest things was funding all of these projects. Right. And now Disney has enough money to fund these projects. Remember, they used to have uh, sponsors for the rides, and now they don't. So. Yeah. Yep. There used to be a McDonald's fry stand. Now there's not. There used to be a what? McDonald's fry stand over at uh, Dino Land. Really? Yeah, there was a yeah. McDonald's over there. Where oh, was wow. that at? Where, where, where was? Where did? Where did I see that at? It was in the Dino area over at. Hol- um, oh, where did you see the post or something? Yeah. Yeah, I forget. What, what was it? Was it in I our Discord? It. Maybe I saw it or too. Not our di- yeah, I think so. I think it might have been in our Discord chat. Someone was posting about it. You know, with Disney not you know being able to go there. You know, there's a lot of people every everywhere, so all different social media posting Disney-related stuff. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, they had McDonald's inside the park there. I don't think there's any other McDonald's, though, inside the parks, is there? I don't think so. But there's that one really, well, there's that one big one that's over by the Pop Century Resorts. Is a McDonald's mm-hmm. over there by mm-hmm. Disney? And it closed down. They're making it bigger. They're expanding it. Yeah, or you can just drive another 15 minutes. Like, if you have a big family and you're going to eat there... Just drive another 10 minutes down to Earl Bronson and save yourself a few bucks. Why not just go ahead and just go to that McDonald's right there? The food's more expensive there. Yeah, I guess it is. Usually, that's sometimes, uh, every once in a while, we'll go there for breakfast when we stay on property. Even though Disneyland opened their Big Thunder Mountain roller coaster first, the actual design of the coaster was completed first by Walt Disney World. Disneyland Coaster just took that layout and mirrored it for their park. On September 23, 1980, Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom opened up their Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. The Florida version was allocated more space in the park, making it a total of 2.5 acres, 25% larger than the Disneyland version. July 4th, 1987, Tokyo Disneyland opened up their Big Thunder Mountain, deciding to drop the word railroad. Tokyo Disneyland's ride is similar to the Florida ride, but there are some differences in the ride layout. On April 12th, 1992, Disneyland Paris opened up Big Thunder Mountain, leaving off the railroad just like Tokyo Disneyland did. The Paris version's layout and structure were mostly based on the Florida version of the ride. 
but it is situated on a large island in the center of the rivers of the far west, accessed from its riverside station by tunnels underneath the water. This is the only Big Thunder Mountain to have been an opening day attraction at its park. The Florida, Tokyo, and Paris versions of the ride use sharp-edged mountains and vibrant colors similar to the color palette of the Monument Valley, Arizona. Disneyland's version was developed with more rounded features and muted colors that resemble closer to Bryce Canyon in Utah. Hong Kong Disneyland does not have a Big Thunder Mountain Railroad attraction or a western-themed Frontierland. They have Grizzly Gulch, which is themed similar to Frontierland. The main attraction, Big Grizzly Mountain Runaway Mine Cars, carries a similar theme to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Have you uh, either of you seen the Paris' version of the ride? I have, I have not. not either, but Niels talks about it all the time. Yeah, I saw it. It looks really cool, just how the fact that the ride is in the center. You know, it's an island, you know, and you have to take that tunnel through. I think it makes it very unique. Yeah, that is cool. You know, I kind of like Disneyland Paris. Niels has been posting a lot of pictures, you know, of Disneyland Paris. And they have a lot of nice designs there, like the... the um, the teacups, mm-hmm. they're, they have all these like nice floating things, like these lanterns, I guess, inside the teacups. This is a lot, a, lot of extra, a lot of extra detail on the rides over at Disneyland Paris. They actually do if you watch, um, oh, it's on Disney Plus. I forget the name of it. Uh, but the one, mm-hmm. Imagineers. Yeah, if you watch that, you will see there actually is more detail in all of their Everything over there. They say why? Hmm. Yes, because the they're more they they that's what they're accustomed to over there. So they said they knew they had to do it right. Everything had to be meticulous. Um, one of the designers even said there's different levels of how good something has to be. One can you know one level is standing ten feet. The next one, yeah, you know, I forget the exact dimensions but he's like if you stand 10 feet does it look good if you stand five feet does it look good and then he got all the way up to can you put your nose up to it and how good you know how, how detailed wow, that's is pretty it? crazy hmm. i kind of like the name big grizzly mountain do you know yeah I wonder oh why. yeah 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 it's more uh getting grizzly woodsy yeah, i kind of like that name yeah, it's interesting that hong kong did something so similar to Frontierland, but they named it something different grizzly gulch Kind of reminds me of Halo. Remember that um, they had that one level, the Blood Gulch, I think it was called? Yeah, Halo. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was kind of, that was like Thunder Mountain but, theme, uh, that that map on Halo. Just, I no, guess. I mean, it was a Yeah, a that's pretty area. much like Big Thunder Mountain, though. It's kind of like a desert area kind of feel, I guess. Uh, yeah. I watched a video on YouTube. They have, um, they have a split screen of, the f- one ride being Disneyland, the other ride being Disney World of Big Thunder Mountain, r- riding at the same exact time. And it's interesting to watch the video because they are mirrored of each other, except for some points they change. And uh, it's interesting watching the video because like, it's almost identical like speed and when they turn and stuff, but it's just like the opposite direction, except for parts where it's changed a little bit. On January 9th, 2012, Big Thunder Mountain and Magic Kingdom closed for an extensive refurbishment that included a new track, trains, scenery, new effects on the third lift hill, and added an interactive queue. The queue now includes the backstory of Barnabas T. Bullion, founder and president of the Big Thunder Mining Company. Big Thunder Mountain was said to be protective of its gold and would curse any who dare try to take it. 
While in operation, miners would hear ghostly sounds and believe supernatural powers inhabited the mine. Before long, the settlers' desecration of the mountain caused a great tragedy, which, depending on the park, is usually depicted to be an earthquake, Disneyland and Disneyland Paris, a tsunami, Tokyo Disneyland, and a flash flood, Walt Disney World, which caused mines and the town to be abandoned. Sometime later, the locomotives were found to be racing around the mountain on their own, without engineers or a crew. The Big Thunder Mountain Railroad was founded in the old mining camp to allow wanderers to take rides on the possessed trains. The ride opened back up on May 27, 2012. On January 7, 2013, Big Thunder Mountain in Disneyland was closed for a similar large refurbishment, just like Magic Kingdom's Thunder Mountain. During the extended closing of the ride, the old Rainbow Ridge town was refurbished. Upon inspection, termite damage was found so the buildings had to be rebuilt and were made to look like the originals built in 1956. The attraction reopened on March 17, 2014. The Paris version underwent a year-long refurbishment from November 2015 to December 2016. As part of the renovation, the brakes were overhauled, some of the scenery were repainted, and a few elements from the California version were added and interactive games were also installed in the queue. That would suck if you're closing a ride down thinking you're just going to do some quick refurbishments and then find out you have termites. Oh, yeah. Well, they weren't doing a quick refurbishment. They were refurbishing the whole thing. Just while they were doing that, they redid the Right, but the old they, already kn- they knew their time frame they had to work with. Yeah, those are two different things. The old town is separate to the ride. But that means that they had to block yeah. it off so people could see I can't believe it took them things. that long to realize there was termite damage yeah. there. Yeah, well, how many times I mean, do you, they go around it though? And you have to l- look into the wood, right? Yeah, I guess you're yeah, right. Yeah, and it's supposed to look like an old building, so it's not like it showed weirdness. But I think it's cool how they had these um, disasters uh, go with the areas. Yeah, I agree. I think that's yeah. so cool. Uh, I like the the cute interactive games in the queue. How they have like little canary birds, and yes. the reason why why the canary birds are there is because back in the day where people were in the mines the canary birds if they were to start singing i think it was mm-hmm. or stop singing it was when they were to stop singing that means that mm-hmm. there was like chemicals in the air and the miners needed needed to get out i kind of like that detail that that are put in that yeah well they stopped singing because they're dead right yeah yeah they, they would die they wouldn't just stop singing <laughs> they didn't stop yeah, singing and tap them on the shoulder be like hey we no, gotta get out of here would die, yeah. <laughs> so but they kind of put that the history in the ride itself or in the queue. Yeah. yeah. Well, th- and that's, what's great about, about some of those queues is the stories. Like when you're on Everest, you know, you have the whole story of the Yeti. Mm-hmm. And then when you're on, um, jungle cruise, you know, it's like, you know, they're saying they're missing the people, you know, it's jokingly, but you know, there's always yeah, and, different you know, stories. They, in those queues. Uh, I was actually watching one day at Disney on Disney plus. And Disney, Walt Disney was a great storyteller. And that's something that they still bring into those rides. They bring into the queues and they bring into the restaurants. Everything, everything that Disney does, they bring a story, which is makes it that much more fun for me. Yeah. You get a, sometimes it's you have to put the story together in yep. your head. They're just giving you the visuals. Uh, but going to the, you know, how you said, you know, they have different things with the, you know, the area it's in. It wouldn't have been better if we had like a hurricane or lightning more than flash flood. 
Yeah, maybe not flash flood, but flooding yeah, still, oh, yeah. I guess, works, right? D- uh, I don't know. How often do you hear about flooding over, you know, hurricanes? You I mean, Joe's in front of Joe's neighborhood. It doesn't do it anymore. They, they, it fix it. they fix it. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, they fix it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did they? Really? Oh god, that, yeah, that sidewalk bad. would be closed for weeks bad. after a bad storm. But in the uh, Wild West, I mean, they wasn't hurricanes wasn't really a thing. I mean, no, but neither was tsunamis, Joe. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of tsunamis hit in California. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're you right. You didn't think that one through, huh? <laughs> He's a teacher. Well, hold on one second. So let's go through this, okay? Okay. Uh-huh. okay. So tsunamis, that let's would be at Tokyo this. Disneyland. So that happens. Right. Right. In Tokyo, right? Tsunamis. But it's still it's yeah, still okay. a Western theme. Okay. Right. But yeah, that's the whole yeah, point. You're right. it's, okay. it's, it fits I the area. I got it. It's in my head. it's coming to get together in my head. It's kinda of like I'm walking through a, a queue, a Disney ride queue, and it's coming together now in my head. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got you it. You finally got to the end, you're like yep. that's what that was. Okay. <laughs> so I'm assuming Paris has earthquakes. I never knew that France had earthquakes, but I guess why not? I'm not too. Uh, Are you have to uh, educated. We're gonna have to he- hear from Niels on that disasters. one. Yeah, the last one hit November 11th, 2019, 5.1. Oh, that's a long time ago. Oh wait, you no, hit 21? Long, no, 2019. Oh, never mind. It's not long. No, not that long. Each big Thunder Mountain Railroad train accommodates about 30 guests with two adults per row or possibly two adults and a small child. Guests need to take a small step over a small wall into the train car and sit on a lightly padded bench with a back and a single pull-down lap bar for all riders. Each row has a small netted bag directly in front of the seat for holding small belongings. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad falls somewhere in the middle when it comes to level of thrills. There are no inversions or large drops. However, it does move quickly and has a number of small dips and tight turns and several surprises. This coaster also boasts an incredible level of detail requiring multiple rides to see it all. If possible, ride at night for additional details, a whole new feel and possibly unique views of the fireworks. In 2016, Journal of the American Osteopathic Association published a paper that stated patients of Dr. Wartinger and passed kidney stones after riding Big Thunder Mountain Railroad at Walt Disney World. The doctor then tested this theory, with permission of Disney, by riding the ride 20 times with a 3D model of a kidney. The study showed that 70% of the time, the kidney stone was passed. The study also showed that Space Mountain and Rock and Roller Coaster failed to cause the same results. And thank you, know, he probably got a government grant. <laughs> yeah, to it, all he had to do, do that was research. ride Thunder Mountain. I oh, think yeah. I can do that, you know, for some money. Do some research. And of course, after he got done riding Thunder Mountain, he went straight home, right? He didn't stay. No. What, are you crazy? He has like, that government research. Do. Yeah, I know. He probably got Carrying to do that overnight, I would think. Too. <laughs> you don't think so? You don't nah. you, you think no. they did that when people were running the rides? You don't think they clo- like after the park closed down, he did that? Nope. Why? Well, I mean, people riding the ride, that wouldn't affect him. He just needs his own cart. Yeah, that's sure, yeah. I guess. But I think that's interesting. I mean, yeah. I could, if I ever get kidney stones, I'm going right oh, to yeah. Big cool. Thunder. And yeah. especially interesting since 
you know, it's not the rockiest ride. Like, uh, you know, you even said before, because of technology, they were actually able to make it smoother. Right. And it's not the fastest. Yeah, yeah to be for the, sure. Uh, angling. Yeah, something something about it. And I uh, yeah. told uh, one of my coworkers, <laughs> she had kidney stones. Uh, when we, well, we'll get to this later. Uh, after we did the ride to his on this and uh, we posted that, I told her, I'm like, you know, all you had to do is get a, you know, day pass and you would have been fine. You didn't have to go now. to the doctor. It is, it yeah. is. Well, that's a good, it is good you know, majority worth a shot. Yeah. yeah. One thing I like about this ride is when you want to ride the back of the uh, train car, I like how you can notify you want to ride the back and then you have to go and wait in the very back uh, by the wall for the last train for to be the next person to go in the back ride. Yeah. Um. Over at the other park, uh, Universal, the, they had, I don't know if they still do, but when we had passes before, there was lines just for the front seats of roller coasters. And the backs? No, not the backs, for the front seat. Like I know on like Hulk, you had oh, to get into cool. a certain line if you wanted the front seat. Is the Now, I thought the back was the fastest. I don't know if it is or not. I just know that there was lines for the front Usually seats the of back different Usually the back is the fastest, but maybe like on the Hulk. I mean, like the Hulk, you kind of want to be the first, right? Because you're like shooting out into, I guess. And it doesn't make a difference because yeah, right. you're probably, the, yeah. when the Hulk, when you're on the Hulk, it's probably the same speed at the very beginning on the front and the back too because you're, you're just, it's shooting you off, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, can tell you connected. one thing. When we went to Moonlight Magic and we got the ride maybe Mine the- Train, it's definitely a big difference in the uh, uh, roller coaster from the back and the front. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when you go down a couple of the drops, it definitely feels like you're going faster when you're in the back. I'll have to look up on some YouTube videos later tonight and see if it's a physics issue no, or like what, issue um, what the reasoning or is it a mental thing? Yeah. Just like the, with uh, Test Track. You know, they put the speed up there, but the speed's not yeah, really right. Yeah. It's just there so you think you're going that fast. Right. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. California's version of the ride is the only version of the ride to feature an outdoor station. All of the other versions feature an indoor station. The sounds of Disneyland's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad trains were recorded and used as sound effects for the minecart chase sequence in Steven Spielberg's and George Lucas's 1984 film, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. At Disneyland, the goat on the back of the mountain is named Billy and is an iconic feature of the ride. He even has his own Facebook page. In January 2013, ABC ordered a pilot based on the ride titled Big Thunder Mountain, but the idea was scrapped sometime later. A one-quarter scale model of the original model used in the design of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad can be seen in the Disneyland Hotel's Frontier Tower Lobby. Imagineers use scale models such as this as a tool to define and refine designs for the projects. The six train vehicles are named I Be Hardy, I'm Brave, I'm Fearless, You Be Bold, You Are Courageous, and You Are Daring. We here at DizHiz love Thunder Mountain and hope we can go ride all the big thunders around the globe. You guys, uh, is there any hidden Mickeys? Yes, there is. This is exciting. Hidden Mickeys. For hidden Mickey number one, during the first climb, search the cavern floor to the right of the coaster. That was the only hidden Mickey. Is that it? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> what? 
Is that the book that you closed? Yes, that was. You need to go ahead and leave that in the audio. <laughs> you closing the book. Wait, that, that was it? That one's done. Yeah, that was it. Wow. I mean, wow. this isn't a hidden Mickey. You know, we discussed this on the very I first I got some episode. more, actually. I got some more hidden Mickeys. Uh, well, it's not a hidden Mickey, but if you study the reddish rock along the exit walkway for a hidden Tinkerbell. Oh, there we go. Memories, memories. So, Adam, do you have any memories? I do. I went with my cousin and her friend and her boyfriend. Oh, yeah, the boyfriend that was Goofy. I mentioned that before. Yeah. And I was joking that I didn't want to ride with her friend, and she cried. I felt- You're joking about what? That I was supposed to be riding with her friend, with my cousin's friend. Oh. And Mm -hmm. jokingly, I made a comment that I didn't want to ride with her, and it upset her so much she cried. It nice. was really, oh, wow. really awkward the rest of the trip at Disney. <laughs> was she like, uh, was like a, a sloppy cry? Yeah, it was. And, you know, she was quite oh, a bit older. You were me. She was an ugly cry. joking. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, man, you, sometimes you're kind of mean, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was in a joking way. She should have known that. Yeah, yeah. With your dry humor. Yeah, I sure. bet you she was really <laughs> to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Alex. Yeah, like the times oh, like go. No, I was gonna say like the times you sit there and you joke with us and you say, Oh, I can't find the recording somewhere and then I'm looking for like an hour and you're like, Oh, I was just joking. <laughs> and then I sloppy cry. And then there was actually one time where I went for Mickey's not so scary Halloween party and I got a ride nine times. <laughs> Literally. I rode and I went back through the line and got right back on with no way at all. It was amazing. <laughs> you wrote it nine times? Yeah. What's so funny about that? That's amazing. It oh, it's Steve. That's <laughs> Steve's memory. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we have audio That's proof that it was Adam's. <laughs> yep. Audio trademark. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we should probably talk about that. Steve has a memory on Big Thunder Mountain where he got to... He is. It's the same memory that you had, Adam. Oh wow, that's amazing. Maybe it was the same year. The, Steve, what, what he year got to write did you it nine go? Times. Let's see if he types. I know he's probably too mad. Probably left. <laughs> nice job, Adam. <laughs> There's lots of Patreon. He's typing. Yeah, this time he is typing. <laughs> that doesn't tell us a date. Did you really get to write it nine times, Steve? Oh, that's so awesome. That's really cool. Well, whatever date he says, that's when I went to. Yeah, whatever, Adam. How about you, Alex? You got any memories? Uh, yeah. Uh, the first time I went to uh Magic Kingdom with my wife, uh, when we were first dating, uh, we rode Big Thunder Mountain probably six times that day. Um, it was the pa- the the park just wasn't not filled that much, so it was pretty empty. Uh, we were there all day, so we had a lot of times to ride it. We rode it early in the morning, rode it midday, rode it at night. And we rode it about six, seven times. And um, we rode it so much, we did all the different variants. We rode it in the front. We rode it in the back. We rode it looking at each other the whole time. We rode it looking backwards the whole time. We rode it with our eyes closed. We tried everything we could to make every ride a little different. Uh, and uh, I even have a picture of it. I can send you guys uh, a picture I took while riding the, the ride. And uh, it was a fun how day. Do you ride a, 
How do you ride a ride backwards? Just out of curiosity. I just we just sit and then we turn our we turn our torsos. Okay, not physically. I thought maybe you were sitting on your knees and looking out the back. No, no. So well, we you rode looking. it. <laughs> you guys rode it six times, looking at each other the whole time. Yeah, that's, right. That's yeah. Little... No. No breaking eye contact. Wow. That's kind of yeah, weird. Joe, okay. your sister's weird. <laughs> I know, and so is Alex. I guess. No, I recommend it. It was interesting because you don't see what's coming up, and you just it, you can't stop. You can't not laugh. Were you guys giggling the whole time? Oh, I always giggle when I'm on roller coasters. You guys know That's that. Sure, you do. <laughs> okay, so my memory is I went. It was my 10 year wedding anniversary, and I promised my wife that I would ride Mine Train and Big <laughs> Thunder Mountain, and so we rode it together, mm-hmm. and I loved it. Um, Big Thunder it instantly became like one of my favorite so every single time i ride like a new ride that i haven't it's been on instantly your favorite it become, yeah it instantly becomes my favorite because right now because <laughs> as soon right as you said that space. i'm like wait he said this for mind drain <laughs> yeah man that was like my favorite and then i wrote big Thunder, and that was my favorite and now like uh, the last one i went on was space mountain that's like my new favorite ride so uh, and then also the last time i went to was the moonlight magic you know for the dvc members and we got the ride big thunder i wrote it like three times and it, the one of the the my friend who I went with, he is a, he was the same kind of like me where he didn't like roller coasters and his girlfriend, um, she would always they would always go to Magic Kingdom, and they she he wouldn't ride Mine Train he wouldn't ride Big Thunder and his girlfriend was like getting frustrated with him because she wanted to go on those rides, mm-hmm. so he was like listen we'll go and I'm gonna go on these rides. And we went on the rides, and he was—he would turn around like every three seconds and be like, "I'm gonna kill you, Joe! I'm gonna kill you!" But it was so funny because he loved it. I mean, afterwards, he—he—he had—we had a great time that night. He had a good time. He went on Thunder Mountain three times. He went on Mine Train three times, and it—it was a fun memory. I also—it was at nighttime, and we got to ride Thunder Mountain, and the fireworks were going off, and it was a really cool experience because you always hear about riding rides and the fireworks going off like in the yeah. background type of thing and it was definitely a magical uh moment a magical memory yeah we got to do cool. that with the uh, people mover it was really cool yep that is it's it's really cool yeah i like i like uh riding that ride at nighttime with the fireworks it's definitely awesome yeah you know like i said before just riding the ride at nighttime makes it completely different than the daytime anyways and then add the fireworks yeah you're right better. Especially those Disney fireworks, because those Disney fireworks are, they are, they are special. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, one day, whenever we do a fireworks show, I guess we'll have to figure out how much that oh, costs yeah. for each show. I totally forgot. We should do a firework, a firework show. Hey, Joey, what you drinking? What's up, his? Joey's in the house. I'm ready to have a beer and ride a ride. How you doing today? Good, man. How you doing, Joey? Living the dream, sir. Just uh, hanging out every day trying to uh, occupy time by playing music and watching paint dry because God knows I can't leave the house. What are you painting, man? Whatever. The wall or the floor. (laughs) I'll find something to paint. I don't know. It's like trying to, you know, people are like, you should get a hobby. And I'm like, you should piss off. I don't want a hobby. I'm good. (laughs) Oh, so we got angry Joey today. That's good. I love angry Joey. Sorry, man. I've been in the house for a month and a half. I'm losing my GD mind. You can yeah. only play Freebird so many times on the piano before you're like, nobody wants to hear this song. Leonard Skinner doesn't want to hear this song, and they wrote the damn thing. I'm not having this. 
At least you had time to put the couch where you wanted it. Dude, thank God. It looks so awesome. So I found out there's apparently this this page on you or I'm sorry, on our Facebook called like people who dumpster dive at thrift stores and find cool things or something like that. And uh-huh. so a friend of mine hit me up and she's like, yo, this is a site for people that find really random stuff in thrift stores and flea markets and stuff. You should put the couch in there. I said, okay, I put the couch. I had to turn notifications off. It had 9,800 likes in three minutes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I think uh, I do. Joey actually owns the Simpsons couch that used to be at Universal Orlando at the uh, Simpsons ride. Yeah, well, um, what it was is Universal Studios does something. Uh, I should say Disney does a really cool thing where anytime they refurbish a ride or they repurpose something or they, they clean it, they, they have this area called property control where you have to be a Disney cast member, an employee, to get in. And you can go there and... If they're refurbishing rooms, you can buy the furniture from the rooms at the hotels. Or if they're if mm-hmm. they tear a ride down, you can buy. Sometimes you can buy. Like when Mr. Toad's Wild Ride got renovated, you could buy the cars that they used for the ride. It was really cool. So Universal does a version of that, but it's open to the public. And I was I was walking in this store and I saw it plain as day. It was the the, the orange fiberglass couch that they used to use for the Simpsons photo shoot, and. I just I walked in and I saw the price tag and I was just like, hey, are these prices negotiable? And he's like, maybe. I'm like, I pay cash and I don't need a receipt. He's like, hold on, let me call my manager. And I was like, yes, mine. So I've been uh, yes. I've I've had it ever since. It is uncomfortable, but man, I love that couch. <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome. It's really cool. It's fun. So we we sit on it. We do jam sessions. I'll have other musicians come over and hang out. We'll just talk about the Simpsons and but so. It's uh, it's cleaned up. It's all shiny. I got a coat of finish on it. It's looking good. And uh, it's where I've been drinking lately because God knows I can't drink in public because of the damn COVID. Yeah. Uh, so talking about property control, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if you remember, Joey, but we, when you were in the studio, one of the chairs that we have is from Chef Mickey's. Oh, that's right. Oh, dude, that's right. We did talk about that because I got the, the when they redid um, Pizza Planet, I got my mom the uh, table and chairs that had the New York mm-hmm. City uh, manhole cover on it. Yeah, yeah, cool. It was yep. cool. We talked about that. Yeah. Okay, Joyce, what are you, what you drinking today, man? Here's the thing about Magic Kingdom is I love hanging with you guys, but when we're drinking at Magic Kingdom, if you're not at a sit down and dine restaurant, I got to do what they call the monorail shuffle, which is when you uh, you say, "Hey, everybody, I'm gonna go use the bathroom. I'll be back in 45 to 53 minutes," and then you leave, you jump on the monorail, you head over to the Contemporary, <laughs> and you shotgun a beer. So, you know, it's never easy. Normally, you have to do it. Um, when they're on a uh, carousel of progress or whatever, it, it, it's no big deal. So when you guys were riding uh, Thunder Mountain, as it majestically hits breakneck speeds of what is it like twenty two miles an hour? <laughs> it's like forty five, man. Is it really twenty two? Come on, twenty two miles an hour. I can go. I can run as fast. I can run like twenty two miles an hour. <laughs> Isn't, I'm dead serious. I thought it was twenty two miles an hour because I thought Space Mountain was only twenty seven. No, I think Space Mountain's uh, it's faster than twenty seven too. We just did the history on that a couple weeks ago. Really? Yeah. I thought the monorail was the fastest ride at the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> no. God, this, no. see, this is what happens whenever you can't day drink in public, like a normal person. You have to day drink at home, like my stepdad. It's 36 miles per hour. All right, that's kind of cool. That, that's not... It makes you feel like 70 miles an hour when it's in the dark, though, because you're going through, like, the tunnels. Right, but then how fast is Thunder Mountain? That's Thunder Mountain. Thunder Mountain goes 36 miles an hour. Oh, okay, shoot. Well, this is me sober. Um... So, 
basically that's what it was. I was able to hop on the monorail, ran over to the Contemporary, uh, went down to the Wave, grabbed myself a vodka martini, super dry. They got those bougie blue cheese stuffed olives that I love, so they threw half a dozen of those in there. Tipped healthy, listened to Radio Disney, jumped back on the monorail, and I was back at you guys within an hour. I do want to point out that Joe is not that quick on facts. That was actually uh, thanks to our Patreon's help with that 36 (laughs) mile an hour effect. Hell yeah. (laughs) Get that Patreon. Get that. We got to pull away the curtain like that. (laughs) That'd be like if you guys thought I was actually wearing clothes at my house right now. (laughs) So, you know, you're talking about the monorail loop and drinking on the monorail loop. Is there any bar that's near Thunder Mountain that maybe you can go to to grab a drink? No, there's really not too many Kingdom bars. Is, the Magic Kingdom's drier than Utah. You can't drink in there. <laughs> My gosh. Okay, so okay, we were talking about the Simpsons couch, right? <laughs> so, did you see on Disney Plus they yeah. have um, Simpsons episodes, right? And they have playlists for the Simpsons episodes. Dude, that's and they have that is absolutely yeah, yeah. They have a playlist that's just for the prediction episodes because you know how the Simpsons how they always say how they can make predictions of the future. Like they predicted like Donald Trump being president and they predicted all mm-hmm. these other things happening. There's a playlist just for those episodes that they predict the future. I've been watching. Um, I went back and I was watching some of the original seasons. We watched uh, episode one or season one, episode like 11 today. The animation is absolute garbage. It's amazing where if you yeah. stack up the first season versus like the 30th season, it's, it looks like two completely different shows. Yeah, the of course. color's different, the way it looks, the way the animation, just the smoothness. I wouldn't be surprised, was there anything kind of COVID-related in any of those future prediction episodes? Yeah, there's the one about the guy that sneezes into the box, and then it gets mailed, and everybody gets sick. <laughs> and it's from, I can't remember, it's, it's from somewhere in Asia, I don't remember exactly where, but the guy was a joke, he sneezes in the box, and then it comes over, and then there's a pandemic. It's, I'm telling you, man, it's insane. Matt Groening is friggin' Nostradamus. Mm-hmm. But, so, I do have a couple of Duff beers in the fridge. I'm probably going to go uh, smash a couple of those. And then uh, I'm going to play some Minecraft with my nephew and uh, get a good night's sleep because my options are limited. <laughs> Sounds good, Joey. Hey, real quick. So, can you just talk real, uh, a little bit about what you're doing? Because I know you've been posting a lot of videos. Yeah, I just, I, I've wanted to, I, I've been uh, playing piano for over 30 years. So, I just decided to finally put the talent to use. And I just woke up one morning and I was just having a little bit of a jam session and the song sounded okay. So I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to put this out there for the world. And it uh, ended up getting around a, a thousand likes and I ended up getting 50 new subscribers out of it. And I was like, my gosh, I guess I'm going to keep doing this. And so every day since the very beginning of this quarantine, every morning I wake up around four, I hit the weights for a couple hours. I come in here into the, and the, sit, sit at the piano for two hours or so. And I record a song every day. And, um, wow. The uh, big one that everybody seems to like is um, I did a parody of uh, For the First Time in Forever from Frozen, and it's called For the First mm-hmm. Time Since Corona. And um, cool. it talks about all the stuff I wish we could do again. Like, for the first time since Corona, I won't be afraid to hug someone. Like, stuff like that. It's 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 fun. It's, it is, in fact, parent-friendly. I don't swear in any of my songs because I... Uh... You, you say that all for our show. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Literally. My, I am a next-level jack. I, why is it so hard for me to... Sorry, man. I love you guys. I really do. I love you guys. I thank you for inviting me into your home because God knows you shouldn't, apparently. And, but thank you, for, uh, thank you for letting me have a, a, a bit on your show because it really is cool of you to do that. 
yeah, it's a we it's a it's a pleasure having you on, Joey. And there's a um going back to you know the YouTube videos. You you have done a couple of Disney songs that you have been singing, right? Which ones have you done that are just Disney? Um, I did um a song I've wanted to do since I was about five. Um, one of the coolest versions of a Disney song I ever I ever saw. The coolest covers was uh, John Stamos on Full House did uh, a dream as a wish your heart makes with a baby grand piano underneath the magic kingdom fireworks at night. And I was like, I just remember as a kid being like, for whatever reason, that might be the coolest thing I ever see in my life. And so I did a really cool cover of that. Um, I did a cover of my favorite, one of my favorite movies, the jungle book. I did a cover of the bare necessities uh, in the rendition that Harry Connick Jr. Did. And I did um, a cover of, I want to be like you. Um, There will definitely be more of those to do. Um, I'm doing segments right now or every week we do a different feature i just finished my 80 segments uh tomorrow morning we're going to start some 90s uh ballads and uh we'll, again we'll see where that takes us that sounds good where can everyone see this uh if you go to um a uh, fun humble brag once you get 100 subscribers on youtube they let you name your channel so it's youtube slash c as in channel slash joey mazant j-o-e-y-m-a-z-z-a-n-t all right. And it's two Z's like pizza. Two Z's like pizza, that. my brother. You know it. I love pizza, man. I'm Italian all the way. So we do. Your name ends in a vowel. Of course you're Italian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joey. Well, thanks for coming on. And hopefully, you know, we're talking about doing something special where you can kind of do like a live song for us, right? Yeah, I'm going to go and update my stuff. Apparently, Radio Shacks aren't around anymore. So I'm going to update my mechanics so that I can actually give you something quality. I promise. I'm going to yeah. do that this week because uh, Walmart was deemed essential. So I can always go there for electronics. That sounds good, man. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Th- thank you, Joey. Guys, what in the world of Disney slash news? How about you, Alex? Do you want to sh- start with uh, what you did in the world of Disney this week? Yeah, uh, not too much going on in the world of Disney, but we did watch the uh, Coco musical um, thing on Disney Plus, where they played the music live at a theater in California, uh, the Coco music um, from the movie Coco, and it was interesting. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, my daughter likes it. She loves. She loves it. We've watched it three times now, and I think it's only been out for like maybe almost a week. She's watched it. She's watched it every day. You said. Well, no. We she we've watched it three times, but it's been out for almost a week now. Okay. Yeah, and she every time she sees it, she's like, "I want to watch that." It's like, oh, okay, sure. But I love the music in Coco, so it's not that bad. And then some of the some of the songs are in Spanish, which uh, is fine. Okay, how about you, Adam? Do you, what did you do in the world of Disney this week? World of Disney? Um, I mean, I didn't get to play any board games. I didn't get to play Villainous, uh, unfortunately. I watched two shows, and they were both on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Sweet, like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, that's it. <laughs> you do love that show, don't you? No, Shina likes it. <laughs> I think she just likes sure. uh, She just likes Cole Sprouse. Or the other one. She just likes uh, a Brussels sprout, she said? No, coal. Oh, okay. Or the other one. I, I forget. Sure, okay. Whatever one's on Riverdale. I don't know. Dell and Cole, one of them. Did you play any um, Sources Arena? No, yeah, I've been playing that. Um, I've been uh, making sure I get the dailies. I'm just trying to level up without running out of whatever you need, the light, little lightning bolts you need for playing. 
But yeah. the energy. Yeah, but I, most yeah. of my playing has been done between one a.m. and three a.m. Staying up late, man. Yeah, I was up till two last night. It's, yeah. Okay, so I've been uh, playing Sorcerer's Arena a lot, and I watched. I've been watching I, uh, the one day at Disney where they kind of go over some of the people, like they kind of share the stories of some people who are working at Disney. If you haven't watched it yet, I recommend. You- uh, you guys watching? Have you guys watched that? What was that? The one day at Disney? No. no, no. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, I have not. Oh, wait. Is that the one where they go behind the scenes and stuff? Yeah, they kind of go behind the scenes. Yeah, and they went behind the scenes for Little Fires Everywhere. The what? Little Fires Everywhere. What's Little Fires Everywhere? It's a Hulu show. I don't remember that one, but I do remember them going. I'm not. Sure, I'm, I'm not sure if it's like multiple episodes or if it's just one episode. But I did. Uh, there was like the veterinarians at Animal Kingdom. They did something like that, and they went behind the scenes of Good Morning America. Hmm. And the, is that the same and, one? You're and then the about? one with uh, you said with um, the new movie. What, what new movie? No, I don't know. Maybe wrong thing then. Okay. Well, it was really cool because they just went. The, the, some of the people that worked at Disney and they kind of went through like the creative process of how they, a lot of some of the stuff happens at Disney. For example, they they did like uh, Good Morning America and when they had uh, I forget the name of the host, but it was a it was a woman and she the one that survived you cancer. Know, uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, Disney's just really good. Even like shows like this, they pull at your heartstrings and get you like emotionally connected to the people on the show, and you're like you get invested into it. Uh, and that's what they do, really. They, when I was sitting there watching the show, it's kind of like, man, this is just really good and getting you like emotionally like invested into the characters, into the the, the real people, you know, the, the workers at the parks. Um, but it was fun. It was a fun watch. I uh, the, my favorite part was they had like a veterinarian, and she just loved working at the at the parks and taking care of the animals. And it was just cool because you can see how much she loved working for the parks and obviously they're not going to have someone that doesn't love working for the parks being on the show itself right, right. And th- but still that, it was cool to see that was the one with the scuba diver too right I don't remember the scuba diver I was like half watching it half no. not watching it but um, I remember that one and I also remember it was really cool they had the person who did the the trains the steam trains you know that go around the park mm-hmm. And he was just talking about like this guy like loved trains. Trains was like his life ever since he was like a kid. That's all he wanted. Like trains was everything. And he got to work at Disney. To he was like the one of the main guys who was the conductor on the train. And it was it was cool just to see that this guy's whole life. You know, he was a kid, loved trains. He was a teenager, loved yes, trains. Yes, and that would definitely that was the one where they had the uh, scuba diver in there too. What was the scuba diver doing? Scuba diving? Uh, you remember? Yes. <laughs> I know you were scuba diving, but what what did he like do? Like fix animatronics that were underwater and, you know, like uh, for the jungle cruise and making sure everything was working right. He'd go in there yeah. late at night. And then they also had a guy who helped uh, build the Star Wars land on there too. Nice. Oh, yeah. That was cool. That was awesome. And his like, grandson thought he was like a hero or a celebrity because yeah, he built it. Well, because yeah. he was questioning to do it. And like they, yeah, didn't they like push him to do it? But yeah, yeah, that means you weren't paying attention for the scuba diver part. I must have skipped that part. Yeah. Or wasn't paying attention to it. 
Okay, so what, you guys want to talk about some news? <clears throat> sure, some Disney news. Let's, yeah, let's talk about how the curse is broken. Bob Iger is back. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean their curse is broken, but he's back. Oh, it's broken, man. It's it's broken. The curse is broken. Ever since he left, things were broken, breaking mm-hmm. left and right. All right, then why haven't I you know? gotten my money back for uh, last month's payment? Because uh, you, you have to call Bob, man. You have to call him uh, up and be like, hey, what's up with that? Hey, Mr. I didn't know it was a curse. Is that a curse? Uh, was that a curse? Well, I mean, if he came back, shouldn't everything been fixed? I got well. It just came back like a couple of days ago. I mean, when they want like the money just to go ahead and yeah, I got the email saying that they would refund it like a couple of weeks ago. So where is it? You sure it's not in there? Yeah, I'm sure. I just checked today. It's my money, and I want it now. <laughs> yeah, I paid for. That's not. I paid for a pass. I can't use. I want the money back. Okay, what else? Uh, what else you got? You got any more news? Uh, yeah, actually, Disney's doing something really cool. Um, they are. I don't know if this is a one-time thing or if they're going to continue to do this, but they took a ride, and <laughs> magically enough, this was posted today. It was Big Thunder Mountain, and then wow. oh, yeah. as they're going through the ride, they have like these little pop-up facts. It's like what? really that's a really cool idea. What? So I guess we're gonna sh- we're gonna talk about the white elephant in the room then right away, huh? Yeah, the fact that you can go to dizhiz.com and you can go to our Ride the His and see that we posted almost an exact thing, you know, the concept three months ago. Yeah, but I can tell you, listen, I'm I'm kind of flattered. I'm hoping, I just hope someone from Disney was just looking through YouTube and came across our video and they were like, you know something? That's a really good idea. Yeah. And they decided to go ahead and make one. I mean, first... I go on the episode and I tell people how they should book a dining pass, park there, and walk to the park. And then, you know, it's like the next week I go there and they're like, oh, no, you know, you can't be here this early. (laughs) And then now this, like, ah, darn it. Yeah, and there's a couple other things, too, I think, that we did that happened like a couple weeks after, right? I don't know. I just, those two were, those two got me in the feels. So uh, they uh, stick out. Dude, the ride to his is a great idea. I'm surprised no one has no one has done it until we did it, you know? Yeah, yeah I wonder what the second now video seems is going to be. What was our second video? Uh, Finding Nemo. The, or, uh, yeah, the season with Nemo. Season with Nemo. Nemo and Friends. Nemo. So yeah. if they do that for their second video. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If they do that. Oh, my gosh. That would be so awesome now. Yeah, we just say. awesome. Just so you know, huh? the next one I am going to be working on this weekend is for the Speedway. Well, cut that out of the podcast. We don't want to hear anything. <laughs> oh, no. No, I want to see Yeah, exactly. Hey, if they're taking our ideas, I have a great idea. Let's see if this happens. They should have a, a smart magic band. So it's kind of like an Apple Watch, you know, right? But yes. it's not an Apple Watch. It is a magic band. It's like a smart band, I guess you can say. And you can make all your fast passes from it. You can go ahead and navigate through the parks using the smart magic band, you know, and I think it'll be super awesome. I think it's a great a idea. Disney, come out with it if you're listening. See, I'm actually surprised. I thought they were going to uh, partner up with Apple because they gave Apple the, they let Apple use Mickey and Minnie for their watch face and they even had the voice yeah. on there. So when they did that, I'm like, well, it's NFC technology. It's like, that's super simple for them to implement like they should be able to have a way just like you can put your credit cards on your apple watch it's like why couldn't you put your annual pass or your magic band on there and i thought they were gonna do that never did 
That's a really unfortunate. I, I'm so surprised. I know. I'm so surprised they have not done that yet. That's one of those ideas where it's like, it's, it's got to come. It's going to come eventually. Or even- mm-hmm. Why hasn't it- I'm surprised. Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe look into this. Uh, with Androids, they're easier to write you know, code for. Like, has someone gotten a Samsung, you know, like a gear uh, watch and able to put, you know, their custom NFC, like, coding in there so where they could, you know, I wonder if they're able to do that. That'd be really cool. And that would be really cool. But I think Disney needs to have their own, like, they need to have their thing. But then that would mean them making their own watches. Why do that when you can just partner with someone else, partner with Samsung, partner with Apple? Oh, I agree. I think they should partner with Apple, with Pixar and all that. I mean, they have some type of connection with them. Why not just go ahead and go to Apple and be like, hey, we have this idea. Let's go ahead and make it happen. But see, I I hate exclusivity. I know I just said that one wrong or whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, we need to save that for a soundbite right but there. Soundboard. Like Adam. I hate when, you know, video games, you know, oh, this is a PlayStation 4 exclusive for five months and then Xbox gets it at the same price. I hate things like that. So I wouldn't want to see them go with strictly Apple. I would want them to, you know, go as many platforms as they can. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Alex, you got any news? Uh, not really. Adam, you got any more news or no? I don't have, yeah, I don't have it on me. I wrote it down. It's at work. Okay. Uh, that's fine. Uh, just real quick, we're doing a giveaway this week for our, our Patreon members where you can get a Diz His keychain. And we're also giving away a Starbucks gift card that you can only so use pretty at cool. the parks. That's the downfall. What are you talking about? You can only use at the, the parks? gift card. You can use it at any Starbucks. Well, that's not what you wrote on the post. Use it at any park, Starbucks. Yeah, we can use it. I mean, I was just trying to say that, hey, we're, go- we're giving a- away a Disney, I mean, a Starbucks gift card. Use it at the parks, though. But you can use it anywhere you want. But it does expire. It to. expires next month. I saw the expiration date on it. There's the expiration date on it? <laughs> on what? On the gift card. No, there's not. I know. No oh, gosh. Okay, yeah, but I do listen. <laughs> this is so okay, much fun messing there, with okay? I know, I know. Listen, so these Starbucks that they have at Disney, Disney, they're I love them because not only can you go in there and get Starbucks, but you can go in there and get like limited edition snacks, right? So you can get like cool cupcakes. The, the best one I ever got was for Halloween time and it was at the Magic Kingdom and it was an Evil Apple or Wicked Apple, something uh, like that. Yes, oh, I... the Wicked. It was like the um from Maleficent, right? No, from Snow White. Yes. Yeah, but that's Maleficent oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from Snow Maleficent White. Maleficent had this the. Uh... Yeah, my bad, <laughs> wrong one. Yeah, you know, but it was, the, it was the Wicked Witch's apple. Yes, or yes, the poisoned apple. Yes, thank you, Steve. Not Wicked Witch. I'm thinking w- Wicked Witch is uh... Wizard of Oz. We get the point. <laughs> yeah, she was it? wicked and she yeah. was a witch. <laughs> but yes, yeah, that apples. thing was so good. It was really good. Steve is saying it in chat. Did you eat it, Steve? He's typing. Nope. nope. Oh, what are you doing, Steve? You should have tried it. <laughs> it was amazing. We went back, you know, last year trying, hoping to get it, and they never brought it back. It was really good, though. Yeah, so, Steve, next time, so, if you're there during Halloween time and you see it, make sure you get it. As long as you like Apple, I guess. <laughs> that's the his on the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Adam. Thanks for listening and have a magical week.
Go to dizhiz.com where you can find links to all of our episodes, our social media accounts, and to our Patreon page where you can help us out and hear more from each of the shows. We also do monthly giveaways for our Patreon subscribers. Thanks for listening and have a magical week.